six of the January six hearings. So we know what Trump um, and his allies did was a criminal and violent act to attempt to overthrow an election results. They knew what they were doing was, was dishonest. They knew what they were doing was aimed at overthrowing the valid outcome of the election. And what's really important is their attacks and their attempts to undermine our democracy, their attempts to, to undermine the valid outcome of our elections haven't ended. These ongoing threats to our democracy are a clear and present danger in our nation. Trump and his cronies continue to attack and threaten election officials, and we'll hear more from Dustin today who will talk about the attacks that they're facing. They continue to pass laws that make it, that are, that are intentionally making it harder for people to vote putting up barriers to people to vote. They are working to elect people and put people in positions so they can overthrow the outcome of elections. So there are not principled people who stand in the way of a Trump attempt, attempted coup in the future as they did this time. They are training poll workers to turn people away, to make it hard to vote. They are threatening people at drop boxes as they try to drop off their, their, their ballots in Arizona just yesterday. Again and again, they represent a clear and present danger to our democracy as we know it. So we're here today as we continue to fight and struggle and that was the message of Martin Luther King III yesterday, that our struggle is ongoing, that our hope for a transformation in our country to a multiracial, multi-generational democracy that scare these people so much needs to be ongoing. It's the threat that they see of equality that to them is more scary than than the threat that they pose to democracy that inspires them. And it has to be our inspiration and our drive towards hope, towards a democracy and towards a nation that works for all people, that represents all people, that carries us on. We're tired, we've been in this struggle a long time, and it's that hope for a better nation that has to keep us moving forward in our struggle. So it's my pleasure now to introduce a great ally in that struggle, Dana Balter, who's worked tires, tirelessly to bring these issues to light and works tirelessly today as an organizer to do so with Citizen Action. So here's Dana Balter. Morning, everybody. Good to see you. Um, I want to just expand on a few of the things that, that Jonah was talking about. Um, it's kind of amazing to me that we're in a position to need to do this, and I'm looking at the signs, and I'm looking at the banner, and that is a perfect articulation of what's at stake here, right? This is about our freedoms. This is about uh, our freedom to vote. <laughs> 
It is about our freedom to choose for ourselves and our families what success looks like, what we want our lives to be. It's about our freedom to petition our government to invest in the things that are going to enable us to thrive. It's about our freedom to have excellent education for our kids. It's about our freedom to have communities where they are safe to play with their friends. It is about our freedom to um, live without uh, fear, without oppression, without need. Um, we are the richest country in the history of the world. There is more than enough for everybody. And uh, an essential part of our freedom as individuals is to have the things that we need, to live a fulfilling life. And what we are up against right now, the threat that Jonah's describing from right-wing extremists in this country, and I'm sorry to say that the extremist wing of the right-wing party in this country is growing, and the reasonable wing of that party is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and cowering in fear to the extremists. So we are facing a real, organized, strong threat from right-wing extremists. It is the same MAGA faction that um, is endlessly devoted to Donald Trump and his vision of destruction for this country. It's the same MAGA faction that attacked the Capitol on January 6th. It's the same MAGA faction that marched in Charlottesville with tiki torches chanting, Jews will not replace us. It's the same MAGA faction that led a young man from right here in New York to massacre a black community in Buffalo who were just going to the grocery store. It is the same MAGA faction that um, led to the Tree of Life Synagogue massacre. It is the same MAGA faction that says, even though we watch dozens of our children killed in their schools every month in this country, we should not do anything to increase gun safety. It is the same MAGA faction that says, nobody with a uterus should be able to make decisions about their own body and their own health because they are just baby-making factories for us. It is the same MAGA faction that is working incredibly hard all across the country at the local level and the county level and the state level and the federal level to make it harder for us to vote, to ensure that when we do vote, our votes aren't counted, to give power to the state legislatures to overturn the will of the voters and to prevent the courts from being able to do anything about it. And why are they doing that? It's not about any of the stuff that they tell you it's about. <laughs> they spin lie after lie after lie that I'm not gonna repeat because we should never repeat the opposition's lies. And what it's really about is control and power. And it is all part of the MAGA faction's effort 
to return us in this country to a power structure from centuries ago where the only people who had power were white men of wealth who are heterosexual, cisgendered. And what the reason that we are seeing such an intense effort from the MAGA faction is that they know that there are more of us than there are of them. There are more people in this country who believe in freedom and equality and equity and racial justice and gender justice and environmental justice and economic justice and that we won't stop fighting until the, that vision of America is a reality. And so they can't come out to the public square and argue about their policies and ideas because they know nobody agrees with them. This country does not want to go back to a time where everybody except for white Christian heterosexual men lived under a regime of complete oppression. We are, in fact, engaged in the project of turning this into a true multiracial, multigenerational, multiethnic democracy. That is a generations-long project. We still have a ways to go, but we have made a lot of progress, and that progress scares the MAGA faction. And so this is them rearing their ugly heads to undo all of that progress and take us backwards. And I know, because you're all standing out here with signs, and I know because I know most of you, and I've talked to most of you, um, that you feel like I do, that they're gonna do that over my dead body. There is no way that we are going to let them drag us back into the past. And so as um, difficult and scary as it is to watch what they're doing, I look at it as the last desperate gasp of uh, a, <laughs> a group of people who are so used to having the power and so um, covetous of that power that they're unwilling to uh, release their grasp and they know that their time is just about up. So we have to make sure that this election in, what is it, 18 days, 17 days, some, something like that, less than three weeks. Um, <laughs> this election where we protect our freedoms, we let the MAGA faction take control of Congress and take control of um, our local governments, they are going to ensure that we don't get a free and fair vote again. Dustin is going to talk to you about what's going on at the Board of Elections and what elections professionals are experiencing. Uh, Jonah talked about the coordinated attempt across the country. This election is our opportunity to stop it. And I want to be clear, it's not something that's happening out there. It's not just in Washington, D.C. It's not just in Arizona where you hear Carrie Lake get on the TV and she sounds absolutely um, terrifying and 
just out of touch with reality. It's happening here in New York. We have a Republican candidate right here in this community who lost her election and is still engaged in election denialism. She is still working to have the results of the election thrown out right here in deep blue New York, in a democratic city. This threat is everywhere. And so it matters that we step up and we say no, and we say this is our country, these are our freedoms, this is our vote. We exercise the power we have to make sure that the people hold the power in this country. We cannot yield it to the MAGA faction. We cannot yield it to the extremists. No less than our freedoms are on the line. I know you're all gonna vote. I hope you are gonna get everybody that you know to vote too, because this is no joke. And it doesn't matter if you don't like the Democrat on the ballot. It doesn't matter if you don't like the Working Families Party candidate on the ballot. We are not talking about who is your beloved most perfect candidate. We are talking about is this somebody who believes in democracy and freedom, or is this somebody who believes in fascism and authoritarianism? That is what's on the ballot this November. It's never been more important to vote. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dana. Let's do a, a chant. Our freedoms, our vote. 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 Uh, so, Dana explained what that means. It means that if we lose our ability to represent ourselves, we lose our freedoms. And the, the taking away of reproductive rights happens all around the world when democracies are in decline. A woman's ability to make a decision over, or, or a person's ability to make a decision over their own body is also taken away. And we know again and again the issues that we care about, whether they're climate justice, whether their ability the ability to pass laws to make us safe from guns, whether whether ability to pass laws to make sure we have living wage jobs, again and again those things are stripped away as we lose our freedoms. And that's what their agenda is. One, one impact of the rise of these uh, of the MAGA forces has been the attacks on election officials. One in five election officials say they plan on resigning before the 2024 elections because of threats and harassments that they and their colleagues are receiving. One in six say that they have received it themselves or know someone who has received a, received a threat We have to take action to protect the sanctity of our elections, to protect the election heroes who day in and day out make sure our votes are counted. And it's a great honor to have here today Dustin Charney, who is the head of the, uh, the Onondaga County elections, uh, the Democratic head, and also the state chair, the state caucus chair of the election, uh, the, the Democrat, Democratic, Democratic election. 
democratic election. I always, I had, I had it in front of me and I lost it. So <laughs> it's a lot of words, uh, but a really important position and we're really grateful for the work that our election heroes do day in and day out. So thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Christine. And thank you, Dana, for those powerful words. You know, I feel very lucky to be in a community that supports election officials here in Onondaga County. Um, we have not received some of the things that my fellow colleagues have reported to me, not just here, but across the country. But we do, uh, you know, this, this insurrection that took place on January 6th has bred a lot of forms of uh, voter suppression. It's not just about overt threats to uh, to poll workers and to election officials, which are heinous and uh, unfortunate and uh, quite frankly, undemocratic. But it's also about the amount of work that is being put on election officials uh, because of a failure to respect our democratic uh, system. Right now, we have foil upon foil upon foil requests from some of these groups or individuals that are trying to find that smoking gun, that one elusive smoking gun that will prove that the 2020 election was fraudulent and that they can re-put their people in power and it's such a fantasy and it's such a fool's errand, but yet because we have laws and we should have laws about transparency, we have to devote time and resources to these uh, FOIL requests which take away from time and resources from registering voters and processing absentees. But it's not just about that. Right now, today, the New York GOP is in court trying to throw out tons of absentee ballots across the state. We're still waiting for a ruling on that. Uh, and they, they brought this lawsuit in a very cynical sense to say, oh, well, COVID is over. We don't need absentees anymore. Or that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, we can, uh, we, we want to be able to challenge these absentees like we saw in 2020 where t teams of uh, outside election uh, lawyers came into Onondaga County, caused a COVID outbreak in my building and uh, shut down our, uh, our, our county for two weeks for the absentee ballots that came in in 2020. New York l changed the law and that law has been in place for two elections now, two primary elections, yet they're going to court to try to stop that. These are the things that are going on. And election denial is the symptom of the disease. But the disease is about supremacy. Because they, it's about white supremacy. It's about ideological supremacy. They believe their voices matter more than our fellow citizens' voices. And that's why they cannot believe that they lost the election. Because they believe they have a right to rule. They, they believe they have a right to win elections despite not having the the votes from the people. Listen, I've been a Democratic uh, activist for a very long time before I was a commissioner. I've lost way more campaigns uh, that I participated in than, than I won, but we always accepted the results afterwards because we accepted the will of the people and that's what's not going on now. They're not accepting the will of the people because they don't believe the people have the right to rule. They believe they have the right to rule. And that's why it's important to stand up. It's important to say no. The election is the results are the election results and we need to accept them. It's important to protect and defend our neighbors and our, our, our friends that are poll workers. 
and it's important to vote because it's only with overwhelming a vote that we can beat back this uh, mob that has tried to take over our country because they are the minority and we are the majority the people who believe in democracy so get out there if you were going to knock 10 doors knock 20 if you were going to knock 20 knock 40 because we need everybody out there voting and that is how we restore our democracy so thank you very much thanks so much dustin and dustin really is tireless as a leader and making sure that 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 people are represented in so many essential ways so many behind the scenes ways and we're really grateful for him and his work um uh, next i want to introduce uh, my colleague christine wood um, who has become the the leader um, in the nation one of the key people working to pass the hr1 or the freedom to vote act she is the co-director of the declaration for american democracy uh, the broad coalition of hundreds of organizations that's working to get this done and it's going to keep working to get that done to make sure that our elections work for everyone that everyone is represented that everyone has access to the ballot um, and that that big money in politics doesn't overcome the voices of everyday people so we're really we have to be the solution we have to know that our march is going to go on um, and that our numbers are going to fluctuate but that we're standing here along with groups of people standing around the country to demand democracy to defend democracy and to make sure that that in the end the the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends towards justice and christine is an amazing leader in that struggle and it's it's an honor to work beside her Um, of course, we're here today to talk about January 6th, which was a violent and deadly attack on our capital and our democracy. But the threat to our democracy has been in existence long before January 6th. Um, it's the big lie that was laid, you know, previously before January 6th and still continues to exist with over one third of the electorate believing that our election was stolen. It's the voter suppression that is often used uh, by extremists um, who claim that the election is stolen, that is disenfranchising voters across the country. So although today we're talking about accountability for January 6th, including accountability for Donald Trump, which is critically important, and for the folks who are at the Capitol that day, that's not where it ends. We, this is going to be a long fight. We need to be as loud as Fox News and the politicians that are spitting the big lie and spreading it like poison throughout the country and our communities. And we need to be advocating for policy solutions to make sure that every person in this country can freely and fairly cast our ballot, that the elections are secure, and that the results are respected and accepted, and that there's peaceful transition of power. So just for a moment, though, I do want to talk a little bit about the folks that have been directly impacted by this. We heard from Dustin, um, who spoke about the impact on election officials. Uh, I, earlier this summer, went to the Secretary of State conference and was joined by secretaries of state across the country. It was an extremely emotional conference because everyone in that room knew that this might be the last conference that they have, which they have every year, where everyone could agree 
on the fact that our elections had integrity and it was secure. Because unfortunately there are candidates across this country that are running on that message that our election was stolen. And even though they know that's not the case, they're doing it for electoral gain. And at that conference, I also heard from two secretaries of state, two women who um, had been harassed and who had been threatened. Folks literally at their homes. Um, and if the secretaries of state in these states are experiencing these issues, I can't imagine what it's like for election officials on the ground that don't have the protection that those people have. And then of course there's the voters. Uh, we know that these uh, extremists, not only in their quest to um, to pretend the election was stolen, but there's also a racial element where they are saying that these people are you know, coming in from other states, they're coming in across the winter to cast their ballots and they're using it as a way to disenfranchise black and brown voters and communities. Um, so we see that in Arizona with legislation that they're introducing and passing. We're seeing that in Georgia where they're not able to even give out water at the polls and where we know that voters wait uh, as much as twice as long in line um, as their counterparts in white communities. Um, this is a big problem. And not only do we need to demand accountability for January 6th, but we need to be advocating for the policy solutions, um, including the policies that were in the For the People and Freedom to Vote Act, making sure we have federal standards to our elections, making sure that we reinstate the Voting Rights Act, which is under threat. Um, and this is, a real, this is a real issue that we need to be paying attention to. I'm sure folks know of the Supreme Court cases uh, that the Supreme Court chose to pick up this year uh, that have to do with voting rights. We need to be watching those carefully. But we, this is not a time to put our pedal uh, off or to put our foot off the gas. We need to continue to be out here. We need to continue to be loud. We know that unfortunately the folks that are um, spewing the big lie have large microphones. So we need to be louder and we need to be calling for solutions and we need to be making sure that folks in our community know that there are solutions and that although um, it can be a longer arc, uh, we need to keep our foot on the gas. We need to continue to be advocating for those solutions and for that to be an urgent priority for our members of Congress and for the President of the United States. Uh, so let's, one last time, finish off with a chant and then I'll get you to pretty closing remarks. Our freedoms, our vote. 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 Thanks everyone for being here. Here's John for one last time. Thanks, Christine. I just first want to remind everyone that, like Dustin said, we have to knock on doors for whomever we support. We have to make sure that people get out and vote. We have to write letters to the editor, and we have to keep organizing and keep struggling, keep rallying, keep building our movement. We're not going to win overnight, and our struggle may be long here. But we're together, we're standing together. We've been standing together for years and we will stand together for years longer. And I think it was, it was tremendous to see the, the fortitude of King talking about his daughter and the work that she's doing and the struggle that she's carrying on and to know that our struggle continues in the shoulders of the people that we stand on. Um, with that, I want to introduce Peter, who's going to say a few words about the amazing work that CMI Solidarity does as a great organization to plug into, to get involved, um, that has really played an essential role in our region in this struggle. Thanks, Jonah. I'm not going to make a speech. I'm not going to repeat any of the points that people have made so eloquently. Uh, just to let you all know, if you're here, probably you saw it in our newsletter. 
If you're here, you probably saw this event in our newsletter. If you didn't, you should be on the mailing list. So, or you should have friends that are on the mailing list. Take a card, take a brochure, go to our website, sign up. It's one email a week, every week. Once in a while, there's a second one. But please take a card or a brochure, share them with your friends, drag people out, and remember to get them out to vote. Thanks everybody for coming. And thank you, Jonah and Christine. Thanks so much, everyone, for coming out. Let's let's keep struggling. Let's knock some doors. Let's make some phone calls. Let's get involved. Um, our, we, we fight their effort to, to undermine and destroy our democracy by making sure people participate in our democracy. Uh, and that's really our biggest weapon here um, in our in our nonviolent struggle to, to defeat them. So thanks, everyone, for being out. We'll, we'll see you again soon.